Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 21, I'm, I'm going to open, let, let, let me start here. You can turn there, but let me start here in saying last week, we talked about Satan's devices, and by devices, we mean schemes and plans. And if you remember, we talked about the way that the human brain functions in regards to media and how technology companies have taken advantage of the, the habits of the brain, the nature of the brain, to get young people and old people, I'll let you define who you are, uh, addicted to media or technology. For um, young men, we talked, about, we talked about competency. Men run to what they're good at. For, for young ladies and ladies, they run to where they are affirmed, and we should affirm the right things. And so today I'm, I'm going to take a little bit different of a, of a direction now that we have established and understand what the plan is, the scheme is, and what, uh, what we must protect ourselves from. We're going to move into some, some boundaries today. And uh, Matthew chapter 19 and verse 21, Jesus said to him, if thou will be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Everybody say, follow me. Turn to somebody next to you, say, follow me. Verse 22, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. I'm, I'll get back to that verse and uh, that text in a moment. Let's, let's start here today. Raise your hand if you have a smartphone. Amen. Raise your hand if your smartphone is a, has an apple on the back of it with a chunk out of it. <laughs> Our attention span is eight seconds long, this generation. Shorter than the attention span of a goldfish. It's true. 62% of people, this shows our attention span right here, 62% of people will delete or hit refresh on an app that doesn't load within five seconds. How many of you are guilty of that? I'm guilty of that. You'll hit refresh or you'll delete the app if it doesn't produce in five seconds. 55% of students use social media a minimum of five hours per day. Students spend an average of eight hours a day on a cell phone. It's dangerous when you think about the phrase, you are who you hang around. And a statistic that I mentioned last week, that if you were to view all of the videos that were uploaded to the internet between last Sunday and this Sunday, it would take you 575 years of consistent viewing without taking a break. 329 million out of 374 million residents in North America use social media. That's 88% of North America. 67% of children admit to clearing their internet history to hide their online activity. 79%, listen to this, 79% of accidental exposures to internet pornography among kids takes place in the home. 
56% of divorce cases involve one party having an obsessive interest in online pornography. 12% of websites on the internet are pornographic. That's 25 million websites. And, and lastly, the average age a child first sees internet pornography is 11 years old in North America. We are in a new land. Scripture tells us that forsake not the, 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 the boundaries or the, um, the landmarks that our elders have established. But our elders did not live in an age of media. And so when you come into a new land, a new land demands new lines. Somebody say a new land requires new lines. In Numbers chapter 34, they're going to throw this on the screen. The Lord is speaking to Moses about the children of Israel coming into the land of Canaan, the promised land. It was a new land to them. And he says in verse 1, the Lord spoke to, me, spoke to Moses saying, command the children of Israel and say to them, when you come into the land of Canaan, this is the land that shall fall unto you for an inheritance, even the land of Canaan with the coasts thereof. Then your south quarter shall be from the wilderness of Zin along by the coast of Edom and your south border, somebody say border, shall be the outmost coast of the salt sea eastward and your border, somebody say border, shall turn from the south to the ascent of uh, whatever that word is and pass to uh, Kadesh Barnea and shall go unto uh, Man, I got a rough lot this morning. And shall go to has has hazard uh, yep hazard hazardous place and pass and pass on um, to Asmon and the border. Somebody say border shall fetch a compass from Asmon to the river Egypt. Somebody say a river a border and the goings out of it shall be the sea as far as the western border. Ye shall even have the great sea for a border. This shall be your west border, your west boundary. And this shall be your north border. From the great sea ye shall point out for you, uh, for Mount Hor. From the Mount Hor ye shall point out your border unto the entrance of Hamath. And the goings forth of the border shall be uh, Zadad. Um, the Lord established, he spoke to Moses that, you're going to a land that I have already placed borders in. I've placed boundaries there. The promised land, the land of Canaan, was 50 miles wide and about 100 miles long. Scripture tells us that to the north, you had the Sea of Chinnereth. To the south, you had the River of Egypt. To the southeast, you had the Dead Sea. To the west, the Great Sea and to the east, the Jordan River. It was not just any place. The place that God had designed for his people to go was a protected place. All the tribes settled within the borders set by the Lord. All the tribes settled within the borders set by the Lord. Can I tell you that, that those boundaries that the Lord established was not something to keep them from something. It was to protect them. Boundaries are not, are not hindrances to get somewhere. They are protection. Somebody say boundaries are protection. 
Here's, here's the evidence of that. If they, would, if they would have, Brother Chuck, went south beyond the boundary, the river of Egypt, if they would have crossed that boundary, they would have been back in Egypt. If they would have crossed the boundary in the southeast over the Dead Sea, they would have been in Sodom and Gomorrah. The Jordan River to the east, if they would have crossed that boundary, that Jordan River separated them from the wilderness that they wandered in for 40 years. If they would have went past the northern boundary, they were on their way back to Babylon. Every border was established in their terrain to protect them from going back to a place that hindered them, that hurt them, that did not help. Listen, boundaries, the purpose of a boundary is not to keep you in. It is to keep hell out. Amen. I say to every young person in this room, the, pers- the purpose of boundaries in your life is to not keep you locked in. It's to keep hell out. I don't, I don't know about you, but I want there to be boundaries in my life because I don't want hell to have full reign in my life. I don't want hell to have access to me. Well, I don't need boundaries. I'm strong enough. I'm, but you're wrong, and you've been wrong before. You don't need boundaries. I'll tell you what. Go ahead and go home. Go into your bedroom and knock every wall down. Go to your house and knock every exterior wall down and just have a room and a roof with no walls. See how good you sleep. Same bed, same pillow, same comfortable blanket. Same room with all the same stuff, but no boundary. And because there's no boundary, there is no rest. Don't tell me that you don't need boundaries. You, you, you walk around with boundaries in your life every day. Well, I don't need boundaries. Well, you're sure thankful for stop signs. Glory to God, hallelujah. You're thankful that, that, that there's a law established on the road that you've got to drive on the left, and, or you've got to drive, don't drive on the left, you've got to drive on the right. Whew. Laws or boundaries protect freedom. Amen. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, all of those things are laws that protect our freedom. We cannot look at the law of God and say, it's isolating me, it's keeping me from experiencing things. It's not keeping you, it's protecting you. You've got to look at boundaries again and say, I need these in my life. If you're somebody in this room and you would say, I don't need any boundaries, I don't need anybody in my life telling me what to do, young, old, I I don't care who you are, if you would say, I don't need anybody in my life telling me what to do, you're you're destined for failure. You're destined for for a place, uh, you're destined for a place that's not healthy. I'm telling you right now, everybody in this room needs boundaries in their life. Young people, you better hear me. Your parents set boundaries in your life because they love you. 
They set boundaries in your life because they care for your soul. They care for your mind. They care for how you're going to turn out. They set boundaries in your life because they love you, and you ought to thank God that you have a parent in your life that sets boundaries. I need a young person to say amen. And parents, I have learned in 11 years of youth pastoring that kids want boundaries. They want there to be a boundary. They want there to be something. They want, listen, they, they want it. I'm telling you, I've heard it. I've seen it. They want, uh, I heard a, I'm not going to get into it. They want boundaries, establish boundaries in their life. So let's go this direction. My title for this morning, this, this session, this week two session is Boundaries and Bonding. Bonding and boundaries. <laughs> That's what it is. Bonding and boundaries. I recently heard a story of a mother who was having trouble with her teenage daughter. She went to a Christian counselor and shared her struggle. The counselor asked the mother, tell me about your conversations with, with your daughter. As the mother began to recall recent conversation, the counselor quickly learned that it was more interrogation than anything. Did you finish your homework? Did you clean your bedroom? What time did you get home last night? Were you with that boy, Chris? I knew, you sh I, knew I shouldn't have let you hang out with that boy. The counselor quickly understood the answer. Daughter didn't want to talk with mother because in her mind, her mother was like a parole officer searching for misconduct. So I ask you, would you want to answer this mother's questions? Probably not. You'd be scared and I'd be scared that my answers would get me in trouble. So the dialogue that was in that home was really monologue. Mom talked, daughter didn't. Every parent has experienced this reality, all right? We're going to... We're going to get to the root of it today, all right? You ready? You got your seatbelt on? Establishing boundaries hinders bonding. Holy hush. Establishing boundaries has the ability to hinder bonding. The heart of the mother was right. The intentions of the mom was correct. I, I want my child to... Have a clean room. I want her to be in bed on time. I want her to hang around the right people. Her intentions were correct. Her approach was wrong. And in my text this morning, Matthew chapter 19, the Bible says in verse 16, Behold, one came and said to him, we know that this one is referred to as the young ruler or the rich young ruler. Everybody say he was young. Good master, what thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Jesus said to him, why, why do you call me good? There's none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter to life, keep the commandments. Jesus said, keep the law. Verse 18, he said to him, which? Jesus said, thou shalt do no murder, shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Jesus replies to this young boy 
the law. He gives him the law. Somebody say the law. The young man said to him, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said to him, watch, if thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, give to the poor, thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Somebody say, follow me. Jesus understood one thing with this young boy. He has obeyed the law, the rules, if you will. He has obeyed the boundaries that have been set by the scripture. But Jesus said, if you will be perfect, if you will be a perfect young man, come and follow me. Do you hear me today? In other words, Jesus understood that, that if this child is going to be perfect, it has to be more than the law. It has to be more than, than obeying what is right. Jesus understood if this young man is going to be perfect and is going to make it, I'm going to have to be, come up here, Josiah, I'm going to have to be, come on, hurry fast. I'm going to have to be in close proximity to him. He's going to have to follow me. Because if I just give him the law, if I just give him the rules, tell him what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, there's going to be something missing. Are you with me right now? Jesus understood that if he's going to get it, he has to be with me. He has to be in close proximity to me. He has to follow me. Somebody say, follow me. Jesus understood that if this boy is going to be perfect, he can't just live by the law. He has to have a relationship with the one who is setting the law in place. He has to have a relationship with the one who is setting the law in place. Now let's get into this. Boundaries are limitations we set for our children. It's time for you to go to bed. Phones on the kitchen counter at nighttime. No, you can't be out until 1 a.m. on Friday. Those are boundaries. But we have a relationship with our child through bonding. Going out for a burger playing toss in the backyard, talking together at your daughter's favorite coffee house. I don't understand that. Both of these things are essential. Bonding and boundaries are both essential. And most parents tend to gravitate toward one or the other. Which one do you lean toward? Which one do you lean toward? In my house, I tend to lean more toward boundaries. Don't do that. Don't lick the seat. My kids are young. <laughs> Cohen, don't stick your hand in the toilet, please. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't come in the house and throw your shoes everywhere and 
and, and, and just leave it all for us. Leave the trail as you run to your toy room. Don't, don't do that. I tend to lean toward establishing boundaries. Now ask yourself, which one am I going to look back at later and wish I had done more of? The number one regret that parents have when their kids are grown is this. I wish I would have spent more time with my kids. I wish I would have spent more time with the kids. And I have to be careful as a father. I have to balance. Somebody say balance. We have to be balanced in every area of our lives, and parenting is one of them. If I lean too much toward boundaries, constantly telling them what to do and when to do it and how to do it, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to shy away from me, right? Because every time they get near me, they just hear more commands. But if I lean too much toward bonding, then my child feels as if he can do, he or she can do whatever they would like. My focus on boundaries can hurt my relationship with my child because they won't go, listen, they will not go to the person who seems ready to pounce on them every time they do wrong. Listen, we're all humans in this building, myself included. I, I, my kids are young, but even at, even um, eight years into this, even within these eight years, I can look back and say, at moments and say, man, I've been too strong. Continuously, don't, don't, no, no. Do you, are you with me right now? I want my child to have boundaries, yes, because they are 100% necessary. But I don't want my child to not come to me when something is going on in his life. It has to be balanced. When mom and dad are heavy on boundaries, the kids don't feel safe to open up. In other words, when the parents don't have a relationship with their kids, the kids tend to glean to values and behaviors from other sources. The parent who bonds with their kids has more opportunities to talk about real life. The closer the bond, the more they'll absorb. The closer the bond, the more they'll absorb. Here's, here's the gist of it today. Here's the gist of, of this lesson. Bonding opens the door to apply boundaries. Amen. Bonding with my child opens the door to apply boundaries in their life. Amen. Somebody say amen. Think about the last time you engaged in meaningful. How, how can I bond with my child? How can, I, how can I establish, how can I create this with this, this alien teenager? Think about the last time you engaged in meaningful conversation with your kids. Where were you? What initiated the conversation? Is that something you can try again? One of the most spoken of settings to have a meaningful conversation is family dinner. Make your family dinners tech-free. Make your family dinners media-free. Somebody say amen to that. Another great setting is bedtime. I recently read this statement from an empty nester about bonding with their child at bedtime. The empty nester said, I wish I had cherished bedtime more than I did. 
I used to pray with my kids and tuck them in when they were young, but the routine eventually faded. However, once in a while, when I'd take time to tuck them in, it usually resulted in a pleasant conversation. Something about them being tucked neatly in their bed, uh, in their bed it, it was like the sleepiness made them chattier than normal. I say to parents today, ask yourself, where do my kids tend to open up more and have meaningful conversation? In a relationship with a teenager, those conversations can be few and far between. So when the opportunity comes, just say yes. Somebody say, just say yes. Seek out the settings where kids naturally break free from their devices. Go for a bike ride. Go for a bike ride. Do something, do something that separates them from media, from technology in the home. Is this all right? Is everybody okay? Do something that it's very hard to drive a bike, to ride a bike and look at a phone. <laughs> it's very difficult. Do something that naturally separates your child from their phone. Here's, here's, here's something that you need to know. Quality time takes quantity time. Quality time takes quantity time. Somebody say quality time takes quantity time. You can't choose, you and I cannot choose when quality time happens. It just happens. So it means taking time over and over and over again to achieve those moments. Bonding with our children creates opportunities to create boundaries in their life. I'm almost done this morning, but Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4 is a scripture that we're very familiar with. And I, I want to go through this as I, as I start to wrap up. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. These words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Say, everybody say, my heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently what's in your heart. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Go down to verse 20 of Deuteronomy chapter 6. And when thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, what mean the testimonies and the statutes and the judgment, judgments which the Lord our God hath commanded you? He said, and when your son asks you, what do these testimonies, these statues mean? What do they mean? What we, what we often read past in, in this chapter, in verse 20, is that the son asked a question. Miracle number one. The son asked a question to his parents. So in order for a son to ask a question to his mother or his father, that son had a relationship with his mother or his father. That son had a relationship that was conducive 
and safe for the son or the daughter to be able to ask a question without worry of of any other reply than the answer. It was was a relationship that the son felt safe to ask questions. How, How does that happen? That happens through quality time. That happens through bonding. That happens through taking time. Watch, watch, the, watch the reply. Then shalt thou say to thy son, We were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders great and sore upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh, upon all his household before our eyes. And he, watch, and he brought us out from thence that he might bring us in to give us the land which he swore unto our fathers. And the Lord commanded us, commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for, for our good always, that he might preserve us, somebody say us, alive as it is this day. And it shall be our righteousness if we, if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God as he hath commanded us. God has always intended for the family to instill the law into their children by walking with them. Amen. Josiah, come up here. I used you before. Sometimes the relationship can be like this. I want this. You're not getting this. I I want to, and you're, and and we're right, and we're correct by establishing boundaries. But 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 the relationship that the Lord has always called us to have with our children is this relationship. Not 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 this relationship, but this relationship. So when the son says, "What what is that? What is what does that mean?" The parent says. Oh, son, the Lord delivered us, you and me. He delivered us out. You know what makes, you know what makes this attainable? You know what makes living for God attainable? Is when we come alongside our children and say, and, and we don't speak from a standpoint of, and I don't speak from a standpoint of, well, God, God brought me out of Egypt. And he needs to bring you out of Egypt. It's, okay, son, this is, God brought us to this place. You say, uh, thank you, Josiah. You say, Pastor Cody, what, what does this have to do with media in the home? It has everything to do with media in the home. Because, <laughs> y'all with me today? Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to just lay it out here this morning. This has everything to do with media in the home. Because the end goal, the end goal is that our children would stand before God and hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Our end goal is that one day our children will be able to have one of these and not be consumed by it. That's the end goal. That's our end goal. And so that is achieved Media in the home used in a healthy way is achieved through bonding 
with your student, with your child. It, it, it's achieved through having a relationship with the one, uh, with, with, with the individual that opens up the door to apply boundaries in their life. Listen, we've, we've all made mistakes. I've made plenty of mistakes in parenting. But, but I, I promise you this, that I will never stop trying to be a better father. I will never stop trying to do things, uh, to do things differently or, or, or in, a, in a greater way than I have done them before. I do not want my kid to get to 17 years old and not know how to use this and not, and not be able to be trusted on this. I, I, I have an end goal for them. I have an end goal. Every parent in this room, you have an end goal for your child. We have an end goal that we want to see them saved. Somebody say amen to that. I feel the Lord in this room this morning. I feel God touching, touching us today. I want, I want boundaries in my home. Young person, I, I want you to stand with me. I, I didn't plan on going this direction, but I, I want you to stand with me today. We're going to take a moment and pray. We're going to take a moment and pray. Young man, young lady, students, you need boundaries in your life. You need boundaries in your life. And you ought to thank God. You ought to thank God that your parents are working and trying to establish those things in your life. Parents, we, we have to be balanced. I have to be balanced as a father. I don't want to be so harsh that I lose my child. But I don't want to be so light that there's no boundary in their life. And so what we're going to pray, in the, in the tabernacle, the, the priest, the high priest wore, he wore, uh, um, it was a, uh, uh, the miter. It was the miter. It was a, it was a tall hat. And, and on, in that hat it was, uh, it, it was there was a gold band at the bottom of it. It was it was gold, and on that band was inscripted "Holiness unto the Lord." That hat was heavy. It was it was something that that if he leaned too far to the left, he was that hat would fall. And if he leaned too far to the right, that that hat would also fall. It it was it was the will of God that the priest that the priest of that temple be balanced be balanced. If he got out of balance, the hat would fall. And what, and what we must pray for, what I must pray for in my home, as the priest of my home, as the father um, to three boys that are living in a world of media, that I have to be balanced in my approach. And so we're going to pray, God, help me to be balanced. Help me to establish boundaries to protect, to protect my child, but help me to establish those boundaries through the avenue of bonding with my child. Would you lift your hands and let's pray together, Lord. God, I love you. Lord, I feel you in this room right now. God, I thank you for the witness of your spirit that is here. I pray, oh God, that you would help us today. God, we are not perfect. We don't have everything right. We, we, don't, we don't claim to to have it all together, but Lord, you're perfect and you can help us in this. And Lord, I'm asking you to help me as a father to be balanced. I'm asking you to help me as a dad to be balanced in my approach with my children. 
God, I want there to be boundaries in their life. God, I want there to be, I want them to be holy. God, I want what's in me to be in those boys. I want what's in me, what you've put in me, I want it to be in them. God, I understand this morning that it will not get in them if I don't take time. If I don't take time to have a relationship with them. God, I pray you would help us today. Come on, young, come on, dad, come on, mom, just reach out to the Lord. He's He's bringing strength. He's bringing direction this morning. I pray, oh God, for these wonderful people, these amazing parents that are here today. I pray you would lead them, oh Lord. I pray you would guide them. I pray that you would create an opportunity, Lord, with them and their student. God, for dialogue, for quality time. I pray, oh Lord, that you would help us in this case. Help us in this area, oh God. We want to be right. Come on, every student in this room, Lord, thank you. Thank you for boundaries. Thank you for, thank you for walls of protection. Thank you, God, for the rules that are established, the ways, God, that my parents protect me. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen. Next week, I, I told you this last week, and I'm sorry. I just felt to go this direction. But next week, we'll get into some more details of, of some some practical things, some apps, and some what not to do, what to do. And um, I believe the Lord's going to help us. Amen. Amen. I want, to be, um, I, I, I want to be ahead of the game in this. I, I, want to be, I don't want to be reactionary in my parenting. Amen. I don't want to be reactionary. I want to be prepared. I want to be prepared. I want to make decisions before I get to the situation. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Don't forget, don't forget to pick up your children uh, from their Sunday school classes. God bless you. You're dismissed. We will see you at 11 o'clock. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.